CJSR's bicycle traffic reporter Carly Coleman has rode her bicycle all the way into the studio here this morning, so she joins me this morning. Good morning, Carly. Hello, Peter. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. And the trail conditions when you came in, I mean, that was over half an hour ago now, but... Yeah, they were good. Uh, there was uh, free-flowing traffic for cyclists everywhere I saw. Which is going to lead us right into our <laughs> next comment, which is uh, we're joined on the telephone by Dallas Carhut, who is the, uh, he's got a large title, Senior Engineer, Policy Development, Urban Form, and Corporate Strategic Development, City Planning, primarily responsible <laughs> for the bike traffic, or the bike plan for Edmonton. Is that correct, Dallas? That is correct. Hi, Peter. Hi, Carly. Um, Hi. Uh, yeah, I say, I'm a senior engineer. Um, with city planning, and, and um, I'm also the project manager for the bike plan, which is the update to the 2009 bicycle transportation plan. So, uh, did you did you hire on to do that, or just did you fall into the position, or how how did you how did that land in your lap? This this very exciting thing for us. So I I, I started with the city about two years ago, and um, started out in, in in policy development and. Um, yeah, the bike plan was essentially one of the projects that we were looking at. There's, uh, there's actually quite a few exciting projects out of that area. So um, I was very fortunate to, um, uh, um, to, to kind, of, kind of fall into it in a way. But, uh, yeah, active transportation is, is um, uh, I am a transportation engineer uh, by training, and, and active transportation is definitely one of those things that I'm, I'm really keen and interested in. So uh, getting the opportunity to work on the bike plan, is, uh, I've, I've been really fortunate. Has, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, as a transportation engineer, during your training, um, obviously I imagine the training kind of covers a holistic plan to cities and, and transportation. How much, how much d- does bicycles and active transportation play a role in the training side of things, or would you say it's primarily 90% kind of vehicle-based, like motor vehicle-based? Um, it's, it's definitely probably, uh, probably vehicle-based, um, uh, for the large part, uh, again, um, my 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 university days are, are a bit further behind me, so it, it is changing uh, a fair bit right now. Um, something I also did to kind of um, uh, supplement that, I mean, recognizing that transportation planning, it's kind of a mix of engineering and planning a little bit. So um, I also uh, 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 took a, a, a 16-month uh, certificate course through Simon Fraser uh, University, which was um, a really good experience just to hear more about transportation planning and, and those people who are involved kind of making change in that area. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think bike planning has definitely come a long ways in the last 10 years, uh, especially. Um, really important to think about how, you know, really 2008, 2009, like those are when we saw the first protected bike lanes come up, with the exception of, of Montreal maybe, but uh, for, for whatever reason that's uh, um, not not regarded in the same way, but uh, you know we saw bike lanes, protected bike lanes, come up in, uh, in in New York City and Vancouver. So this approach is is still fairly new, and and um, and, and it continues to evolve. So um, definitely, I mean, I think it does show up more in in, in the education stream uh, more than it ever did, but. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so, it's definitely that's something to think about, yeah. So when you mentioned Montreal was not regarded in those numbers, you mean that Montreal had bike lanes for a really long time, but um, only when English-speaking cities ended up getting bike lanes was did bike lanes really become a thing in North America? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, when they think about protected bike lanes, they go to New York right away and, and the changes that they made. Um, but North America had had that city, Montreal, that, that was actually doing uh, a lot of really interesting things and had built out their bike network in a very thoughtful way. And, and, uh, but, but for whatever reason, they, 
uh, they don't seem to get a lot of the credit when it comes to those those big changes that uh, our cities have seen recently. Yeah, and I noticed that when I go to city planning events, the city of Edmonton is always pointing to uh, Montreal, which I, I think is really lovely. So tell us about Edmonton's bike plan, like the history, current state, what's changed kind of in a nutshell. Sure. So the Edmonton Bike Plan, this is going to be the update to the 2009 Bicycle Transportation Plan. This is the document that essentially provides um, our strategic uh, direction for how we plan and design for bikes going forward. So essentially, it's been 10 years since the last uh, the last plan. Um, a lot has changed in the last 10 years around biking. Um, so it, it's essentially time to take all those learnings, put them into one plan that will guide how we, how we uh, plan and design for bikes in the future. Do you take the old plan and kind of modify it, or are you just starting from scratch with this new plan? Um, we've kind of fought with this a little bit, uh, a fair bit, uh, since kind of starting the project. And is it an update or is it a, a complete redo? Um, I think the old plan kind of got a, a bit of a, a, um, a bad rap in the way that, uh, um, with the pushback that happened uh, quickly after implementation. Mm-hmm that it, it, it became very clear that people were maybe looking for something a little bit different when they talked about safety, when they talked about those, those features that they wanted out of their bike network. Um, or if but, they wanted a bike network at all, frankly. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but there's still like a, you know, um, there's still like a number of, of good things in there that we definitely will kind of rely on. Um, I think it's really important to remember that for our plan, we're not starting from scratch here, right? Um, like I said, the last, the last five years in particular have been, have been, um, uh, we, we, we've done a lot of different things. There's a lot of different types of facilities out there. Um, Edmonton's really fortunate in the way that uh, we have tried a number of different things. So, and, and more importantly, the, the infrastructure is out there for people to see and, and feel. You know, in 2009, that wasn't necessarily the case, right? Right. Um, we we're still, I think, as a city, dealing with the question in the way of like, should we provide for bikes? And now it seems like the question has turned a little bit to how do we provide for bikes? Okay. So what concepts do you take into consideration when building bike lanes? Uh, well, like I say, the, 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 uh, the approach to bike lanes has, has changed a lot over the last 10 years. And, and again, Edmonton is, is, is a really good example of that. Uh, I think the one most critical thing for me is, is um, uh, and, and, and the lesson that we've, we've learned through um, uh, a number of the pieces of infrastructure that we've built is that the context really matters in that, um, you know, every every street's not not the same, right? So, uh, for me, the one thing that really stands out uh, the last little while is ensuring that, um, that 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 the community has the ability to to influence and contribute to a plan that makes sense, right? Mm. Um, being able to tap into the expertise uh, of those in the neighborhood who drive the routes every day, who who ride their bikes through the neighborhood, who who do that. I mean, I, I think that's really important. Uh, um, I'm, I'm proud to say that I, I think the Edmonton, uh, the city of Edmonton, does does um, a pretty good job of trying to achieve that. It's, it's not perfect. Uh, um, it's definitely not perfect, but but um, we do try to do that as, as well as we can. Yeah. And do you think that same um, conversation occurs for any city planning, any any uh, new road works development, or specifically bike lanes have to have an additional layer of consultation in them? Um. I, no, it, it happens with every project for sure. Um, I think the stages at which it happens is, is a, maybe a little bit different. You know, for example, for for uh, when we are talking about some some roads, like uh, perhaps uh, it's it's maybe a little bit easier to get to a design and, and start talking about it. I think with bikes, because 
uh, bikes are a little bit trickier than than cars to, to design and plan for, I would say, in the way that we take into, into account people's skill levels in a, in, a, in a different way than we do with cars, right? Uh, people's skill levels, and, and not only that, but, but people's reasons for biking. Um, what we're learning through through our work, uh, is, and I mean, this might seem um, um, pretty obvious, but, but it's important to know that, that people make different choices based on, on why they're riding, right? Uh, somebody who's going to ride for... Uh, recreation, riding, um, riding with their kids to school, say, uh, something like that. Uh, like, like they're going to make different route choices than somebody who's who's commuting to work by themselves, or, or uh, you know, depending on the time of day, the time of uh, the time of year, anything like that. So, um, I think when we're talking about how to do it best for bikes, uh, there does probably there does need to be maybe an extra layer in, in which we explore. Uh, what works for the community and, and really what people in the area are are looking for. So, so that is really important. Do you think that's primarily because we're habituated to cars and not to bikes? Um, yeah, perhaps a little bit. I, I think it has a lot to do too with like again, just just the fact that that um, getting it right for for bikes is is not as straightforward as for cars. I would say. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a lot of nuances in there when we are planning for bikes that uh, we we want to make sure that we're mindful of and and, and that we're aware of. Uh, so, you know, it's it's very difficult, I think, from a policy perspective to to simply um, uh, outline how we should approach bike lanes citywide. Uh, there has to be some flexibility in there to um, again allow for some further review, uh, allow for community uh, community engagement and community input. Um, but, but really to help kind of build that plan, uh, a plan that kind of makes sense for everybody and not just for the people of the bike, but, you know, we, we recognize that bike infrastructure also impacts uh, a lot of other road users and not just, not just drivers, but pedestrians and, and whatnot. So um, I, I think we want to be mindful in terms of how we do uh, implement the infrastructure and, and find a way that, that uh, does consider the impacts for everybody. You mentioned that some of the um, consultations may reveal that an area might, like the, the people in that neighborhood may prefer or may have a, a stronger feeling that their bike rent lane should be there to get their kids to school safely, for example, as opposed to um, a different neighbourhood which may say, well, our main priority is is commuting downtown or something. Like so, uh, um, and obviously that 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 results in different infrastructure and different um, processes in your um, role. When you have that conversation where both of those are kind of equal. Is the discussion well? How do we how do we make one bike lane fit both, or is there a discussion to do both um, types of bike lane? That's something that we're we're trying to explore in terms of how we move forward. Um, something that we heard through our the bike plans phase two engagement, uh, you know, and, and we did some activities around uh, route selection and, and uh, trying to get a better sense of a better understanding of why people make the choices that they do. And 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 again, what we've learned is that. Um, you're not you're not always just a commuter, or you're not always just riding with others. You know, the reasons why you're you're riding and then who you're riding with and where you're going, whatnot. I mean, these things change, and these things are going to change the choices that you make. So, um, Edmonton's. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking more about kind of suburban areas now, where we do have kind of the the shared use paths, say along arterial roads, but we also have uh, the breezeways, the, the paths along uh, uh, through the parks and stuff like that. I, I think it's. Um, I, I think it's pretty important to provide options for people when they're riding. Again, it, it, it would be very difficult to to just say that we're going to put a commuter route in and, um, and, and everybody who's maybe not fully comfortable on that commuter route has to find a way to adjust. So um, 
what that looks like in terms of, of, of kind of lines on a plan. Again, that's something that we're, we're currently working through, but, but that's kind of some of the thinking right now. Okay, yeah, that must make the plan very complicated. Now, Carly had a couple of other questions around uh, the grand scheme of things, like where is Edmonton in the grand scheme of things compared to other cities? What do you think on... Uh, so, I, I, I guess compared to other cities in terms of, of uh, the amount of bike infrastructure we have, uh, the ridership that we have, um, uh, you know, I, I, I would... We're, we're, we're getting there, I would say. Um, what is the ridership? The ridership typically is, is around, uh, uh, say, daily, like like 2%. Those are the 2%, I would, I would say, are closer to the people who are, are riding their bikes um, most of the time. Like, like that's that's how their mode of transportation kind of thing. Right. Uh, the other number that we, we hear about is that there's kind of 8 to 10% of Edmontonians who um, use their bike at some time during the week, say, to, to either get around or for recreation and whatnot. So... Um, it, it depends on how you look at that number. I know the two percent is kind of very easy to go to um, for a lot of people to say, like you know, perhaps like this infrastructure isn't isn't serving the greater uh, good. It's just serving a very small segment of the population. But um, again, I, I think if we take a look at the people who are using the bikes, you know, when you start talking about eight to ten percent, that's that's pretty significant. Our, our household travel survey. Um, from a few years back, identified I, I believe it was around fifty-five thousand bike trips in, in a single day. So that's uh, kind of a trip there and a trip back, say, but that's that's uh, still a pretty pretty significant uh, uh, portion of the population who who use their bike, and and again, that might not reflect uh, those people who are not on it every day, but but maybe grab it uh, uh, grab it in the evening to go do uh, run an errand or or go for a ride or something like that. But um, right. yeah, so I, I, again, I, I think our, our ridership is generally in line with with a lot of other cities, um, uh, especially across the prairies. Uh, you know. It, it, it's clear we're not we're not Toronto we're not Vancouver we're not Ottawa we're not Montreal um, we're not Montreal yeah exactly so um, but at the same time like um, it, 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 the infrastructure kind of needs to be there um, if we don't provide something uh, there's a lot of people I think out there who would like to ride for one reason or another there's a lot of people out there who are currently riding but if, if, if we're not providing it um, you know it, it, it's not going to happen and I think more importantly, like, we just have to kind of acknowledge that, that um, looking straight at the numbers, uh, for me anyways, I, I don't think that's, um, Sufficient, you know, we, yeah. we want to be a little bit careful in, in how we do that, right? Uh, uh, ridership takes takes a bit to grow, and there's a whole lot of other things that that, that lead to increases in biking um, outside of just the network, right? Uh, for sure. Again, so, as, as part of our plan, we're, we're thinking about those, those other areas, you know, it's, it's, it's things like integrating with transit, it's things like bike parking, um, you really need all those things to come together to, to, to drive ridership. And when do you think this new bike plan will be published? Like, Our goal is, so currently we're in phase two of the plan. It's a three-phase uh, project. So um, we're kind of right in the middle of a bunch of engagement, why not, for, for phase two. Um, in the fall, uh, winter 2019, we'll be in phase three. And, and our goal is to be able to share a, a draft version of the plan um, with Edmontonians in early 2020 and, and be presenting it to council uh, in, in Q1 of 2020. Great. Dallas Carhart is a senior engineer, urban form and corporate strategic development in the city planning department of the city of Edmonton. Thank you so much for taking your time this morning to talk Indeed. to Carly and I. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Carly and uh, if you've got any thoughts about what Dallas was just saying, drop an email to bike at cjsr.com. Carly, thank you. You bet. Cheerio.